You've worked hard on getting your next assignment. You're ready to go, and literally days, hours before you're supposed to start, you get a phone call from your agency that the position's been canceled by that hospital, by that facility. It's happening a lot right now, and I think it's always happened. It just seems to be really prevalent with obviously what's going on in our country and with our economy, and a lot with to do with our, you know, the needs that hospitals are having. It's very volatile right now, to say the least. We're going to talk a lot today about hospital cancellations, why it happens, what you can do about it, if anything, but mostly you can be prepared, and we're going to have that open communication, as always, on this week's edition of Travel Evolved. It's Travel Evolved. I'm Mark Holloway. Welcome to episode 43, Hospital Cancellations. You know, on this episode, I really hope that we accomplish a couple of things. And, and mostly, as always, I'm hoping that we can accomplish a little bit of communication issues. I think that's sometimes what these episodes are really for, is to just really start talking about things that no one wants to talk about. You guys have made a decision, or you're about to make a decision, that you want to be traveler. And for those of you that are in traveling, you already know most of this episode, but we should still talk about it. For those of you that are thinking about traveling or just getting your feet, I guess, wet with the idea of being a traveler, maybe on your first or second assignment, this is something that you're going to run across. It is not unique. It's not new, but it comes with the territory, I guess, for lack of a better word. I know you guys don't like that. I know that sometimes when I say something on Travel Evolved, it's not always uh, hip hip hooray and wow I'm really glad that you said that but it's the truth sometimes and you have to always be willing to listen to it everything with being a healthcare professional traveler <laughs> healthcare professional traveler I guess I'm not even speaking right today there are ups and downs I don't know of a career in the world that is all an upside there are always some things that are a negative and with the risks you guys take this is one of those risks hopefully the reward is you know 10 times what the risk is. And I really do hope that. And that should be what's happening to you. If you're getting canceled more often than not, we're going to talk a little bit today about how that could be happening, what you can do about it potentially. But there is some introspection, whether it's your agency, the way you're presenting, the way how, what you're handling and how you're handling your travel career to begin with, that could be facilitating and actually getting that, you know, exacerbating that whole situation, making it just absolutely worse. So, Today, I just really want to focus a lot on what I'm hearing a lot from a lot of people out there. They've asked me, by the way, this is an episode that was um, user-suggested. Uh, you know, so there's a lot of people that follow us to throw some things out there, most of which is kind of funny we have covered. So it's really interesting that very rarely do we have them. We have had a few recently. 
we've been doing this for so long, many of us and the people that are involved uh, in the production of Travel Evolved, that we have a pretty good grasp of what's going on. What I like, though, is topics like today, which is, which you know, again, is user uh, suggested that is a trend right now. And it is, you know, like I say, it's always been there. But right now, we're seeing a ton more about it. And I do want to talk about why that is. Because it, it just has to do with the times that we're ex experiencing. So knowing that, going into the into your career or continuing your career with eyes wide open is incredibly important right now. And like I said just a few seconds ago, what I truly hope is that the benefit you're getting from being a healthcare traveling professional is ten times the the risk that you're run, that you're running into. And when you do get canceled, I just want you to recognize that that could be part of this new career you've chosen for yourself. And like I say, hopefully it's not that that frequently that often. We are, by the way, I want to I want to make sure that people understand we are um, we got two different cancellation. I call them cancellation episodes that are in the future. And I look, some of them are pretty far down the road. But we're going to discuss a little bit more about. Um, what is what happens when you when you know if you walk or you you cancel on your end to if it's to a facility or to a vendor we're gonna have a very open candid conversation about that coming up um, I do want to talk about just some things like you know what agencies sometimes do to make you jump through hoops that you know you're gonna sign your life away with with contracts and and what happens if you cancel with them and those sorts of things um, backing out of an assignment. These are all topics we've, we've, we have prepared to cover. This is not that topic. This is really something that is along those lines, but what happens when a facility says, out of the blue, uh, we don't need that traveler anymore. And unfortunately, your agency, and I will defend them, have the really unenviable task of contacting you and saying, hey, I got, I got some really bad news. It sucks. It is the most one of the most ridiculous and terrible parts of our industry. And... So again, I just wanted to say we're not going to confuse those two episodes coming up with this one. This is kind of unique unto itself. So let's jump right in. Um, here's the here's the first thing I want to say on this episode, and you guys already know this if you've listened to everything we've done. Certainly, some of the things we've done is that hospitals are in control. The facility is in control. They are the ones that create every revenue stream in our industry, including your ability to be a healthcare traveling professional or a traveling healthcare professional. Remember that. It's not the agency. It's not you. I hate to say it. It's the hospital. They're the ones that have said, we can't fill this position. We're going to certainly probably try to find someone in local per diem you know, type float pool to you know, maybe here locally. If they're in that uh, position where there are talented people that are allied and nurses in that town, if you're in a small, teeny, tiny town, that option's gone. You guys have to recognize that. If you are in the middle of nowhere, up in Montana, for example, and the closest town is 100 miles away from you, which is legitimate, there isn't a bunch of healthcare professionals sitting in that town waiting to go to work at that hospital in a per diem type daily situation. Realize that. So they don't have that option. It's either staff permanently and get people out of school or convince someone to move here, or hopefully snag somebody if they are, and it's hard to convince people to move to places that are unique, or it's a travel situation. So you know, they don't have that middle option, but they're the ones that make the decision. We're going to go ahead and spend this money to get somebody in here because financially it makes sense for us to spend X amount of dollars in order to generate X amount of revenue for our hospital. And I'm sure that there's a lot more complicated scales of measure that they use in order to be able to, to figure out what that is. So remember that when a hospital says, we don't need you anymore, <laughs> 
there's not an awful lot you or the agency can really do. I mean, that's just something we should openly talk about. We are at the mercy of a facility. They're the ones that dictate all of this. So when an agency will come out and say, well, we're, you know, we're going to do this, 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 we're going to talk about how they can do that. And I know some of them will, will have your back, which is good, but not so good at the, same time, at the same time. But remember that this whole industry is driven by a facility's willingness to shell out more dollars or some of their dollars they're collecting as a, as a profit model to justify the risk of bringing in an employee that they're anticipating is going to help generate more revenue for that facility. I mean, that, that's, that's just what you have to recognize. So when a hospital says, we don't have this need any longer, you know, that's kind of it. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, I'd say it. That's really all there is to it. It sucks. We're going to have this conversation for a little bit longer here today. But that's the bottom line of this whole entire episode is that we're all at the mercy of what a facility wants, which means we all are playing that same game. You have the worst part of it because you have the most to lose. And it's not about money. It's about time, which costs you money. When you've invested in credentialing, you've stopped your search, you feel like you've found your assignment, and you have gone in you know, full throttle on getting prepared and credentialed to start that assignment, and all of a sudden it's done and over with, I believe you, I mean, I don't believe, it is the fact that you guys have the most that you just, it just cost you for that thing to be canceled. For the hospital is happy because they're no longer going to be spending that money hourly because they found either a permanent solution or their census dropped or for whatever reason their need is no longer there the agency yeah they're going to complain and whine about oh well we just lost hundreds of dollars not thousands hundreds of dollars and maybe some time certainly with manpower so you maybe could say hundreds for sure pluralized of dollars that they were spending in order to credential you but not like what you guys have you guys have literally you know the opportunity cost which is the amount of time you have invested without doing anything else is incredibly expensive for you. So there's no two ways around it. There's no way to sugarcoat that. It stinks. And it does happen. Uh, I haven't had it happen. I don't believe I've had that happen in a long time and possibly with, with my company currently at all. That's not saying a lot. We're, we're, we're relatively new, as many of you guys know. But it is, it is not that common for me right now. But I hear it happening. So obviously, at larger, you know, larger agencies have been around longer. Certainly, agencies that um, have you know relationships with facilities that may tend to do that more often. That does happen. So I am hearing quite a bit. The reason this episode is what it is is because we're being told this is happening a lot right now. So currently, let's talk about the the, the temperature out there. Currently, right now, we are in a situation where. Now, I'm recording this in the middle of February. It's probably going to be released toward the end of February. Um, we are in a situation where, like last February, the total number of positions we're seeing nationally is decreased. Happens to be with, with my current agency, about 24 to 26%, depending upon the day, uh, we see that it's going down. Now it's starting to pick back up a little bit. I don't know if that means it's the end, but the same thing happened last February. It, it has a lot to do with... You know, how sick people are, the cold and flu, seasonality, things we talk a lot about here on Travel Evolve. There's a lot of things at play that generate that. But we're also seeing a, a really big flux of rates, too. It seems that lately we've been booking people at very, very high compensation rates, which means very, very high bill rates. But I've also seen the trend to go is going down. So I don't know if, if they're just rasping out getting the last you know few things booked or not. But it really does feel to me like overall things are starting to kind of you know etch back down a little bit between numbers of positions 
and certainly on, on the bill rates, which would translate to pay rates for you guys. So, you know, that's why we were asked to do this episode because you guys are getting canceled right now. And there's a variety of reasons that obviously we can, we're going to talk about it is that for whatever reason, financial, you know, census, there is all of a sudden what was a need a few weeks ago is now no longer a need. And let's talk about that for a second. What we are seeing is a lot of the vendors, not the agencies, I'm going to back up our the agencies on this one, a lot of the vendors are so far behind in their credentialing process that they're not even allowing people to start. Even if you have everything right here in one folder and you can run out and do a background and drug screen and get all your stuff done and you are completely up to speed on all that and your agency is up to speed on their process, the vendor is oftentimes what's slowing things down. So we're seeing a trend currently where, and it has been this way, it seems to be getting a little bit better, but the vendors are actually the ones that are saying, great, we booked somebody here, let's say, on the first of the month. We don't even want them to start until the first of next month or at least three weeks from now. Gone right now are the days where if you have your ducks in a row, you can start faster or almost immediately because it's the vendor that seems to be slowing down the process in a lot of cases, not in all cases for sure. So what's happening is between that time that you're being booked and the time that you're actually starting is something is happening, right? We all won't necessarily know what that is, but there is one of a couple of different variables that have changed, which means they no longer need you. And they're going to tell the vendor, before you send this traveler, we don't need him or her. And that's, again, pretty common. I mean, the kind of the rule of thumb in our industry is that as long as you haven't received first day instructions for your orientation, which typically is on Mondays, and they, you know, usually sometimes a lot of these vendors don't give them to us until literally like the Friday before you start. Oftentimes we're seeing them the Wednesday beforehand so that, you know, once they give you those that you're kind of in the clear. I have heard some horror stories, not recently, but certainly uh, this past summer of people actually driving and actually getting to there and finding out that their assignment had been canceled in their orientation or literally the weekend, the Saturday or Sunday beforehand. You know, I have not had experience that. Personally, I, I would be raising a fuss with my vendor on that. I mean, it still wouldn't be anything we could do about it, but I would be really upset with them and let them know I was upset with them, the fact that somebody had driven across the country. That is a horrible situation. So in those cases, I am going to lean towards the side that potentially there was some bad communication with that agency internally that, again, I'm going to defend my hospitals, I'm going to defend my vendors in this case, that I would doubt for sure that they hadn't sent out some sort of notification that that facility, I'm sorry, that agency, at least on that Friday saying, we're canceling. I mean, it's pretty unlikely. I've had a lot of vendors, by the way, that wanted to cancel and they said, well, you know, we've already given you first day instructions, so we're not going to, which I think is actually pretty admirable. And I have seen that uh, currently with my agency that, that some vendors are really, I guess, sticking with that, which I think is really actually pretty admirable. They, they've committed, and even though they, the census may have dropped or whatever their needs have changed, or they feel like they could get somebody a cheaper rate, they have said, eh, we're going to keep going on with this, which which goes a long way, by the way, with us agencies. and Because and, the opposite is frustrating. The opposite makes us question them and lack of trust. And I think they do recognize that. So at any rate, that's, how, that's kind of the trend that we've been seeing lately. So here's what I will tell you. Hospitals are the ones that have the dollars. They're the ones that set everything in motion, which includes the initiation of having a need and opening that need up setting up the bill rate, what that bill rate is going to be within all of these agencies. We all jump through hoops trying to figure out what we're going to pay and translate that bill rate to your pay package based upon the amount of margin that our company wants to make. And that's the big variable that you need to know. 
And then, you know, they also, those same ones that do the opposite, when it's, when it's time for it to end, whether they're going to cancel it. I've had people just yesterday or two days ago, a traveler told me that mid-assignment, their, their facility uh, had said that they're going to reduce the bill rate. At least that's what the agency had told them. And they were going to be dropping their rate for the remainder of the assignment. I have not also experienced that, but I'm not going to doubt that it doesn't happen. I've seen everything in 22 years. Uh, so... Is that right? 20? I keep confusing that. 22. I'm like that, I'm like that old guy. I can't remember how old I am. If I'm 22, 23 years in the industry. So I think for 22 years, it is, it is, that's the situation. So um, it's just, it's just a really, really crazy time period right now. So no matter what your recruiter tells you, the fact is us agencies have incredibly little control over what happens. Let's just talk about this for a second. Let's, let's bring up a few scenarios. So a hospital, let's just say, I, let's take me. I had a, I had a you know, great vendor that did that, and I, and I haven't. But let me just pretend for a minute that some, one of my vendors called me on a weekend when a travel supposed to start on Monday and canceled an assignment. A, I just said, I'm going to be really, really angry. First thing I'm going to do is I'm going to call that traveler and let him or her know, turn around or holy cow, and then I've got to figure out some sort of PR to do with that traveler. But the fact is, I can't change the vendor's mind. If I stomp my feet so much, they're going to say, well, you know what? We don't need to use that particular company anymore. I mean, if I make that kind of a fuss, then again, I am not one of the big three companies that has thousands and thousands of travelers out there. They have a little more weight. They, I mean, there is some advantages to working for those companies. I've always said there are some. You just have to really you know, find those advantages. This is one of them. If, if that happens to one of the big companies, they have a little bit more weight to throw around saying, hey, you can't do this. If any other you know, company with a thousand or less travelers tries to do that, there's hundreds of companies that look just like it. So remember, again, this is not one of those things you're going to want to hear, but most of us, rightfully so, are afraid, for lack of a better word, to come out and chastise our vendor or chastise our hospital for fear of losing that contract, which doesn't make any sense. It doesn't help us as an agency. It doesn't help the rest of our travelers. It doesn't help you as a potential you know, future traveler with us that wants to remain with our company. So we basically burnt our bridge over a mistake that they potentially made if, in fact, this pretend scenario I'm creating is really real. So this is what I wanted to just have an open conversation about. It's unrealistic for you to Think that your agency really has your back when the fact is one traveler or two travelers are not worth burning millions of dollars in revenue over. That's just the fact. So recognize that. This is part of that risk. And you can really not like what I just said, and I, I, I would agree with you. I don't like what I did. I didn't like hearing those words come out of my mouth, but it's the truth. As I've always told you, I'm going to tell you what the real deal is. And that's what that's what we are all walking that fine line. And of course, as we get bigger and grow and have more clout, more fulfillment with that particular vendor or that particular facility, of course, we have the ability to you know, spread our wings or flex our muscles a little bit more with them because we're important to them. And that, that's great. But there still is always going to be that line that you cannot cross for fear of them saying, you know what, I don't care how important or how big you are. This is what we're doing, or we'll just drop you entirely if you don't like it. Our hospital, you know, decided that they didn't have a need. They may have, you know, waited too long, or who knows what, or just canceled in general. And uh, you know, that's the way it goes. So unfortunately, as a traveler, I want to have this episode so you guys understand, have your eyes wide open. <laughs> Sorry about exactly what it is that you're experiencing and why it is that you're experiencing that, because it's it is in fact 
the way the industry does in fact work. Okay, so let's discuss for a minute that recruiter, that agency that says, hey, I'm, I actually do, we have some money we want to give you, or we're going we're gonna to give you, you know, one week, two weeks worth of compensation. I have heard of these things, and the first thing I always hear when I, my, first thing my mind does when I hear this is, where's this money coming from? Where is this money coming from? An agency that's running a thin margin, an agency that's paying appropriately. I don't care if it's when someone says, I, I need these hours guaranteed because the hospital didn't pay them. All these different things that if you can't bill, which in this case, if someone's canceled, you cannot bill. My question for you is innocently, where's the money coming from? And I, I do experience this quite a bit because I've got a lot of travelers that will say, I, I want to get compensated for this. I want to get compensated for this. I want to be taken care of for this. And I'm, I clearly they're used to an agency being able to throw money at them. And my first, and again, this is where I want you guys to hear me. Where the hell is this money coming from? It is coming from a thick padded margin, which means for every one of you out there that's working for a company that has all of a sudden miraculously thousands of dollars literally to throw at you to, to appease this, which is good. I'm not saying it's not a good thing, but where it's coming from is a horrible thing because you're getting, they're taking too much every single hour of the rest of the year that you work for them. And, and by the way, everybody else who didn't have a cancellation. So this is where the money comes from in our industry. So all these things, you've heard me do, nothing is free. All of this truly is accurate. Nothing is free. So for an agency, and I've had, again, people have said, well, my agency did this for me. I get it. There are times that all of us will throw a bone because it's not your fault, even though it's not our fault, and we want to do something to make you know that we appreciate you. I get all that. That's important. But an agency and a, and a recruiter that continually will be able to just throw money at, every, at you for everything, it's because it's there. It's because their margin is thick enough that they can encompass this sort of expense, and it's part of their cost of doing, of, of, of doing business, not a good goal, but of doing business, that allows them to be able to do this. So it, is, it really kind of accentuates the fact that nothing's free. An agency that has money for this sort of a roadblock or this sort of a bump in the road it's kind of telltale. And it does, again, this is not an opinion for me. This is just the truth. Agencies that don't have that probably pay you more, but then when this happens, it sucks. They don't have oftentimes they don't they don't offer you or throw anything at you to make to make up for what a facility has done. I understand there's no right or wrong answer here. In my personal opinion, I I think that if it's not happening to you, we're all kind of in this at the same time. You and we're all working together. So when things happen, we all lose. You lose more. What I'd like to see is an agency really go to bat for you and get you something quick, figure out how to do something where they're paying you a ton of money on that next assignment, make it right by doing you know something that is good for everybody as opposed to just throwing ghost money at you that you sit there and go, where is it coming from? Because I think overall, that feeling, if I'm a traveler, would be like, yeah, but right now I haven't been canceled in a year. How much money am I giving up by working for this company over and over again? And guys, like I've always said, this is really a money situation. When we talk about your risk, and you guys have them, here's a great example on to this week's episode. The money should absolutely become more and more important. Just the other day I had a traveler say, yeah, this is great. Money's not that important to me. And I went, yeah, but it, it should be important. You guys are not reducing who you are as a healthcare provider because you're also interested in making sure you're you're well compensated especially right now. I don't think that the two are are a teeter-totter or a opposing conflict with each other. I think you can absolutely 
make a ton of money and still feel good about the service and care you provide. It's not, they're not, what's the word I'm writing? They're, they're not mutually exclusive. And they are mutually exclusive, I should say. That's that's what they are. They're they're exclusive. They don't have any kind of, of, of you know, a correlation with each other at all, in my personal opinion. So it's okay to say I want to get paid more. It's okay, it's okay to say I want to make more money at any given hospital because I'm going to be comparing paycheck stubs. And, and nobody in my side of the desk wants you to compare paycheck stubs because sometimes they feel they're going to kill it. Sometimes they feel they're not going to kill it. It's ironic that the companies that are paying the most in our industry are the ones that are like totally okay with you comparing paycheck stubs. The more fight and the more, I guess, grief a company will give you, an agency will give you about if they hear that you're comparing your paychecks is really telltale to the fact that that recruiter does not want you comparing paychecks because they don't want to have to sit there and tap dance and justify why it is that everybody literally on that unit is making more money than you. It's not a good place for them to be in. And as a salesperson, they don't like to get any salesperson is like it put into a no-win situation. That's a no-win situation for them. I've always said I would never want to be a recruiter for one of the biggest margin or lowest paying companies out there. It has got to be one of the toughest jobs out there because you guys are smart and you guys are compassionate and you're compassionate about your compensation too. And I cannot imagine what life is like being a salesperson slash recruiter for any of those companies because it's got to be tough. It's got to be tough. So hey, let's keep moving on. Okay, as I said earlier, things really are in a state of flux right now. What is happening, and this is just me telling you guys, again, some things on this side of this you aren't seeing, is that I see things all over the place. I'm seeing hospitals that have their bill rates are going up, up, up. I see facilities that are literally dropping them. I've had people that have been submitted to jobs, and while they're submitted, the rate has dropped, which means we've got to circle back around and say, hey, do you still want to be put in front of this job? When they tell us, which is sometimes they don't even let us know, I've had offers come through that are $25 less than what that candidate was submitted for. And the first thing I have to go do is say, hey, this is not a bait and switch. They didn't tell us. And I'm sure that I'm not the only agency this is happening to. It sucks right now. That is not normal. That is not what 22 years of what I've experienced, or at least 20 of the 22 years, is like. It There's just a lot of things in play right now that don't normally happen. Let's take a, let's take a deep breath here for a minute. Look at it from the hospital or facility standpoint. What they are doing, what they've had to do over the last couple of years is change their entire business model. Yes, some of them did get some help from either state or federal assistance, which allowed them to, and some of them were crazy enough to actually you know, show their, their profits for 2021 after they uh, took money from the from our federal government. It just blows my mind that they would be, hey, look, we, have, we took all this money and we're still gonna show you how much we made last year, a record-setting year. Um, but if you're at, if you are a facility, you're always gonna, as I've always said, try to to staff your facility at the cheapest amount of money you can, without crossing that line and going so inexpensively that you're actually potentially risking patient care because that is going to cost you more in the long run, with uh, errors, with insurance, with with lawsuits, all that kind of fun stuff that no hospital likes to be involved with. So they do kind of try to push that envelope, I, I believe. And I do think that most facilities are concerned, to say the least, about bad patient care because that costs them more than just financially. It costs them reputation, the whole thing. So they're always going to try to do what they can. So when you see things like right now, you know, right now, this day and age, we've got some parts of the country that their census is plummeting. They do not have nearly the needs they did. And there's a lot of things behind that. And we're not just talking COVID, which is absolutely, you know, seems to be disappearing by the second. Uh, for, for many of you, and some of you are not here, it's not. I get it. 
You know, it, it's it's we're in that that place. So for the places that it is and the places that don't have seasonality, where there's a lot of census increase, all those things are kind of coming into play. Some places are, are dropping their rates, dropping the number of needs they have, while other places in the country are absolutely increasing both of those things. So you really have to have a good sense of trends in our industry, where you think you can go that you're not going to potentially get canceled right before you go. So do look at that. I mean, again, like I said, this episode is going to be aired out, I think, at the end of February. So, you know, you're getting into March, potentially, which in some years, March starts warming up a lot in certain parts of the country that are normally cold in March. It is a crazy, I'm in Colorado. In March, we have our biggest snow, but actually it was one of my favorite months because snow comes and it just melts right away and everything starts greening up for the couple of months or weeks that things are actually green in the in Colorado. I love March because Big snowstorms and then big water and melt and green. It's kind of like uh, you know, growing up in Michigan is kind of like when you know April showers bring May flowers. For those of you that are old enough to remember that phrase, I just dated myself again. I always do that. Just can't help it. So things are really all over the place right now, and and recognizing and really thinking about where it is you're accepting assignment based upon those sorts of things. You can check, or is there a lot of people still sick in this part of the country? Is it increasing? Is it decreasing? Are there season? Is there season coming to an end? Is there season about ready to start? Is it, are, am I taking a job that's gonna get, as it gets warmer, there's gonna be more popularity there? These are all the things that you can do to help potentially slightly reduce the chance of you being canceled. You don't always know what's happening at a facility, but these are some of the, of the I guess, considerations that you want to think about when you're looking at an assignment where you want to go and you're telling your recruiter. And let's be frank, the other one is a big one. And I've said this to a lot of people personally recently. I still will tell you guys right now more than ever, be very careful of the ridiculously high pay rates because they might be the, they will be the first ones chopped. But that could happen right now because things are really in a state of flux. So I, I've always said, even with my agency, we've got rates all over the place based upon the, the bill rate, right? So I've said to a lot of people, I don't really want you taking the highest paying position because every week that you're employed is like, okay, we got through another week because who knows? The first person that's going to get chopped is going to be somebody with a ridiculously high $180, $225 bill rate. And I'm still seeing those, right? Which should mean lots of money to you if the agency isn't at a 32 33% margin. should be lots of uh, money to you. So here's the facts. The hospitals right now in my opinion, and what I, and I do, by the way, I do have friends that run hospitals. I've got some people that are way high up in some hospital systems. They're hurting right now. I mean, a lot of you guys just went, I just heard a collective, wah, out of, the, out of the, uh, somewhere in my subconscious. I get it. I guess when I say they're hurting, this is a different type of business model that they are used to. And if they're publicly traded, if they're a big corporation, for them, that hurts. You guys may not care, but you should care in the fact that hospitals are not used to this type of financial burden on their labor. And that, for lack of a better word, that's what we are, right? That's labor. And so they're looking at trying to reduce that as fast as they can so that as you know, the patients are in the bed, their revenue increases a lot. And we're talking $225 bill rates that hurts hard. So they are in a lot of a lot of pain right now, so to speak. And what that means to you, whether you care or not, you probably don't, because you're probably thinking, good, it's about time for many of you. I know that you do. Um, 
you should know this because they don't they're not going to hurt for as, as, as long as they possibly can they're going to hurt very short very quick they're going to get rid of that pain as fast as they can which means right now as this episode is airing they are doing everything they can to try to figure out how to reduce those labor costs for all their healthcare professionals literally from everybody in that facility how do we reduce this because that is the one area that has increased the absolute most over the last two years incredible you know quintupled in some cases for some employees of that facility for travelers certainly we've seen that expense double on average easily so that is where their focus is right now and i know this for sure they are focusing on how can we staff our facility less expensive than what we've had to and we got to end this quickly because we need to start you know delivering a better bottom line so this is what they're trying to do which is why cancellations uh, whether it's because we, they're, they're saying that they want to reduce the rate or more likely they're canceling that job, potentially they're reposting it, or they just figured out they don't have the need anymore. This is why it's happening. And you guys should be really, really careful right now about what you're accepting. Really do some research. Take some consideration before you drive, especially if it's far away, which is also going to cost you a lot, and you're committing. Make sure that you feel good, warm, fuzzy that you're going to have yourself at least 13 weeks on that assignment for sure. So, um Here's what I'll tell you. This is this is this is just one of the statements I'm going to make. Right now, travelers aren't particularly loyal, and I think that's okay. I've always said you guys shouldn't be loyal. You guys should be loyal to yourself. You should be loyal to your own traveling healthcare career. It should be about the buck. I just I, I love those of you that are about the bottom line because I think that you make sense to me. You know, we we we're on the same wavelength because it has nothing to do with with your level of care i don't care who you are whatever job you have out there you want to be as highly compensated for that position as you possibly can do you think that if i'm you know looking for a, a company to run i'm gonna i'm gonna let someone lowball me and oh i mean i i would I'll t you know i would look at my offers but my first thing is going to be who's paying the highest and what's the opportunity there right and that's that's what anybody would do and you guys should be doing the exact same thing as well so there's a lot of new travelers out there right now, and there's a lot of them that don't really know how the game is played. So I guess what I'm getting at is that there are lots of opportunities. Don't worry so much if your recruiter is pressuring you to take a job that is the back of your voice is, is making you concerned. Or if you heard something on that interview, if you're lucky enough to get one, that kind of made you wonder, hmm, are they floating people? You know, sometimes these managers will slip. And you'll find out there's a lot of all of a sudden, you know, where we are floating some people out or we're putting people on call a little bit more than we had before. That's kind of one of those warning signs to you that right now their census is less than what it was a short period of time ago. And I would continue to interview and I would weigh that heavily if I've got multiple offers. If you're lucky enough to have some things to consider or some options, if you're hearing from a manager that there is some some of those things existing, floating, being called off kind of a warning sign and something that you should really be aware of. So don't let a, a company strong arm you into taking something. There, there, There's a reason not to have some loyalty. And that is, in my opinion, one of them. There's hundreds of us out there. And we all have thousands of jobs, literally. So what I'm saying is that you guys have some good options. We're going to talk a little bit more about that in some of these other cancellation type episodes. But what I think you should always do, and I'll jump in this here, and we're going to, I guess I'll just, I'll leave it at that. I want you guys to have a backup plan. This is one of those areas that you can't fix. I just said, I spent the first 10 minutes of this episode talking about how we're all working for the hospital. So there's there's things you cannot do. 
But if you have a backup plan, let's say you interviewed at multiple places and you turned a couple down, the first thing I'm doing is calling either that agency or your current agency that had multiple, multiple offers and saying, what can I do to get employed quick? And I think it's okay if you are able to contact that other agency or even that, that person that interviewed you and say, hey, this is what happened. I got canceled. It wasn't me. I didn't go and you know screw up or have a you know bad clinical issue. I got canceled beforehand, and I was taking the assignment because for XYZ, it was closer to my home. It was paying more. It's okay to say those sorts of things. But I would really love, and I really could be there very quickly if you're interested in, in revisiting um, my options. Hopefully, your agency didn't burn a bridge with you or for that facility on, when they when they let go. I heard a horror story the other day about an agency really getting upset that a traveler was accepting an offer with somebody else instead of with them. And they both had the candidate working really heavily, and the agency really got nasty, like, well, I, we're just not going to work with you anymore. It's like, well, okay, darn it all. I guess I'll have to call one of the other 300 and some odd companies out there, or whatever many there are right now, to see if they'd be willing to take me and make a whole bunch of money off of my efforts as a traveling healthcare professional. But, but like, really? People still do that? Man, watch out for agencies like that where the recruiter is that commission-driven that they're going to be that upset with you if you don't take this particular assignment with them, knowing full well that you guys are hopefully talking to multiple companies at the same time. I don't know. But have a backup plan and be ready to move quickly on it. And, I'm, and you're saying, well, that's easier said than done, Mark. What does a backup plan look like? Well, like I just said, if you've interviewed places, what if you've had a, an assignment that you left six months ago or three months ago? What about you know contacting that manager? I know you guys aren't supposed to really talk to them, but they don't mind when you guys do. They don't like us to. Reach back out. Say, hey, I don't know if you have a need, but I'm, I I found myself you know recently without uh, without a contract. Didn't know if you guys had anything. There are options that you guys have. Again, this is your career. You wouldn't just sit around if you were you know, unemployed as a staff, you know, let's say nurse, you'd be out there interviewing and putting your resume out there. The same kind of thing applies. Do your best to have some sort of a backup plan. But I think more importantly than that is listen to what I said a few minutes ago, and that is listen to that inner voice and look for those warning signs about a potential can you know cancellation. So um, guys, this is your career. It is it is a risky career. I don't think that anybody uh, who's been in the industry for any length of time on any part of the triangle of trust or quadrilateral of trust will tell you that it's not a, a risky career. This is risky. This is why you hopefully make a ton of money. It's risky for everybody. We are staffing facilities in a contractual basis, which means there's a lot of moving parts and a lot of trust, as I've always said, in this industry. So I really hope, like I said earlier, that there is a huge upside to why you're doing this. I mean, that's got to be there. If there's not a huge upside to why you're traveling, then you probably need to listen to a few episodes back a month or two ago when I said maybe it's time to recognize when it's time to be done. There has to be a huge upside. Right now, I've never seen an upside this large, and it really should be. I would imagine that along with that much increased upside, there's got to be a slight increase in the risk factor, which means exactly what we're going through right now. This could happen to you. I don't necessarily think you should be blaming your, your agency. As a matter of fact, I really don't think you should at all. I think this is mostly hospital-driven in a scenario that we've outlined a lot here in today's episode. It's, it's hospital-driven. I want you to understand why it's hospital-driven and why it is that they're doing this. They're not trying to be, you know, to upset you. They're not trying to be mean. They're just trying to look out for their bottom line. And sometimes it's, you know, they feel probably justifiably so, since they're the ones that are creating all this revenue, that it it may be justifiable on occasion here and there to step on somebody in order to make sure that that bottom line is covered because they're the ones that are shelling out the huge amount of money uh, the last couple of years to to adhere to the, the patient load that they have. So 
again, there's no really wonderfully great way to talk about this, but I hope that hearing this for many of you might open your eyes a little bit to potentially some things you hadn't thought about. So as always, guys, I really appreciate those of you that have been subscribing. Our numbers are still climbing through the roof again. I have been personally incredibly busy over the last couple of two, three weeks, uh, so much so that we usually do try to get some of these. I'm not supposed to tell us, uh, as they say, in the can a little bit ahead of time, and we've just not been able to do that. Uh, my time has been incredibly stretched. It's going to get better. So um, I do know that we, we were getting thin on what we had available <laughs> as far as the episodes. I do have uh, a couple more guests that we've already recorded, which is great. And I've got a bunch more people that are scheduled real soon that I'm super excited about. Some really good episodes, guys. I said this, we're kind of getting into an area now of some really fun, informative episodes. And again, if you guys are just joining me on one of these brand new ones, if this is your first episode, stop. Go back to number one because these do build upon each other, hopefully. That's the idea is that we're teaching some things and opening some eyes to some things that are going here and there. And I, and I, I do, by the way, when I get to talk to some of you, I really love the feedback you're giving me. It keeps us going. This is not going to end. If I do have a week or two where things are, are not on that perfect cadence of getting things out, it's just because we got busy. And um, I do these when I can. And so anyway, we'll get back to it. But thank you guys so much, as always, for subscribing to our YouTube channel. Thank you for watching us on our podcast. Which I think more and more of them are becoming where it's almost like being on YouTube. They're showing video on podcast now, which is really awesome. So we appreciate that. And guys, thanks for listening. As always, we'll catch you next time on Travel Evolved.